Hey, I'm Amanda Vernon. And I'm Father Matt Face, and this is We Should Pray. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. In this episode, we talk about vocation versus aspiration. Yeah, like vocation, what God is calling you to. And aspiration. Which is maybe the things that you want to do for yourself. Tragedy, vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. Vocation often includes a step away from the things that we would naturally aspire to comfort, wealth, power, pleasure, etc. But today we're talking about vocation versus aspiration. So. I thought we could share from our own personal lives to change it up. Um, yeah, that sounds like a deep change to how uh, we've been doing these. Actually, that's how we always do yeah. this. So I have some questions for you first about your vocation. And I like to tr- uh, focus on the tragedy parts because <laughs> that's what we do. Yes. The also, tragedy parts of my vocation. First, the tragedy parts. And yeah. then we pray. Correct. And then we find a way to laugh. Yeah. I mean, usually we laugh the whole time through. Well, that also. I'm going to try to not laugh at you at all in this episode. Just kidding. That's not going to so, work. could you, as we as we begin, uh, vocation versus aspiration? Could mm-hmm. you thinking about the vocation of the priesthood? You mentioned uh, there's like some saying about how the priesthood isn't that different from marriage. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. So it's 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 that? a well it's a well worn. Um, quote that that goes around quite a bit uh, for us. And it's um, the setup happens in a lot of different ways because you know it's a true one. Um, So it's uh, a good friend, you know, is is talking to uh, a priest friend of his friends married and he Mm. says, you know, I just, I love my marriage so much. I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, for you, the priest who's not married how, you know, how's, that seems really difficult. What, you know, what is that? Mm -hmm. The priest says, well, you know, in, in your marriage, when, when you married your wife, you said no to every woman in the world, except your wife. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, yeah. And that was worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, but saying no to every woman in the world, except your wife. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I just said no to every woman in the world and your wife. (laughs) So it's just one more person, right? It's not really that much more of a sacrifice. <laughs> okay. I heard that growing up, but I did not hear the whole setup. You know? It's because the priest told it like at mass. So yeah. he like he like softened it. Hmm. He was like, you know, it's not that different, like the priesthood and and marriage. He's like, in marriage you you swear off uh all women except for one, and in priesthood you Swear off all women, so... And that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't add that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The delivery of yours is much more <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, and, you know, we've we've talked about... Oh, you know, I'm being tempted to just go really general right now mm-hmm. so as not to get into the heart of the actual tragedy because there is some actual tragedy mm-hmm. about any vocation because we have to lay down our lives 
to say yes to our call. So Absolutely, like, we do. That laying down our lives, death to self is tragic. And I feel myself not wanting to talk about it because it hurts a little bit. Yeah, I think we should then. <sighs> okay. What if it's tense? Um, I suspect that it will be. <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know, revel in the tenseness, in the, in the okay. tension. In the That's tension. the word for that. Okay, what does Sister Barbara say? Stay in the ache. Stay in the ache. It's my spiritual director. All right. That's good advice. Something that you also share mm-hmm. when we're giving talks and, sh- and telling people about our story, our witness, um, together mm-hmm. is about Father Kevin in your formation. Yeah priestly formation saying like think about not just giving up having a wife someday but like think about a specific yeah like get specific about that yeah yeah. could you explain that a little bit yeah sure um in in our formation for celibacy especially in the early stages so for me this was when i was in um in undergrad still in the undergrad seminary um the introduction to formation for celibacy was you know starting vague um about, you know, this is the things that you're not going to be able to do and, you know, kind of setting those stages. Um, but o- always it was also, this is the the beauty that's gained, right? Okay. Uh-huh. So you're like 18. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the guys in formation are about the same age. Like yeah, exactly. freshmen in yeah. college. Yeah, so um, to, to really get us to think about it in a specific way, one of mm-hmm. the recommendations at, at a certain point was, um, like, so if you're discerning priesthood and you're, you're going to have to live a life without a, a wife and, and what's that mean? But like to really bring it home and to, if you're really, and to really grapple with it well, like think about a specific person mm-hmm. that you'd be drawn to and like, like make it, make it specific in that case and not just, not just general. Right. Mm-hmm. So with this specific person, what would it be like? Without this. Person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, which, you know, I, someone close to me, when he was discerning sort of his life choices, as like he was, um, let's just say one of my brothers. Let's say which. I mean, there are three, so you could. Anyway, so he, um, <laughs> he was in college, and he said he was thinking about the priesthood. He's like, but every time I thought about could I live without a wife, he's like, I would just start weeping, so no. <laughs> you know, but I think, <laughs> I think there is something... Um, beautiful to that question to mm-hmm. making it specific because then you can actually like picture it better. Not just like what you're maybe giving up, but just like what that absence might actually feel like. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in, in some ways, right. That's um, there's a number of ways that we do similar things like this in our spiritual life. One of them um, this is getting a bit far off field. So don't let me go too far, but um like Ignatian. Are you trying to make it general when we're getting specific? No. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, like Ignatian spirituality with scripture, yeah. where it's like, be, like, don't just read the okay, yeah. gospel. Like, put yourself in there. When you, What's when it you smell read, like? When you What's read the take? gospel yeah. story, like, imagine actually being there. Like, be one of the characters. Yeah. Which one is resonating with you? Are you yeah. like Peter walking on the water? What is the water? Yeah. Yeah, like what? And then what? what's that say to you in yeah, it's right. way easier to talk about this. Yeah. Let's keep exactly. talking about the water in the boat. <laughs> oh, no, I'm laughing at you. See? So soon. I made it like five minutes. Success. <laughs> okay. So 
what is tense? Well, right now, but also when we give, when we share our story um, in person with people is that then you go from talking about how Father Kevin asks you to like think about a person to not, to not ever be with, and then you share setting you up so you can say it. I don't, I don't even know what you're setting me up for. <laughs> you do not. Yes, I mean, yes, you do. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, for for some of, of that exercise, you mm-hmm. know, mumbling and stumbling already, um, I, was, I was thinking of you, right? Because at that point, um, we'd been close in some things. Um, but years prior. But years prior, yeah. 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 So, um, but at that point, right, I knew that you were um, really active in your faith and um, and still like active in ministry and all these different pieces. Um, so that was that was a connection that that made sense for me at that time, right? And then not only not only that. Okay, so you share something like this, like you explain this. You're like, I thought of a person. Like, who could I think of? And then everybody in the audience knows you're like talking about me. And the whole like, say like we're at a church. Yeah. There's a congregation. The whole congregation is like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, and it's. Because it's delicious. Um, The tension. And so, but like what's funny about that is like, I think from how you describe it, is like you felt pretty close to me because I was like always, I wasn't posting. We didn't even call it posting then. I had my own website and I used it like people use Twitter now. Like I just updated it all the time on my ministry and like what I was doing, different parishes and recordings. And I was like already into Mm -hmm. my career and my like my mission with music and evangelization. And so I was always updating this and you were like reading that to the extent yeah. like some people, you know, have, I've talked to some friends who are like, you know, I feel close with this one Instagrammer because I'm always following always her content. Always looking at the stuff, yeah. <laughs> like, but she doesn't know me. Doesn't and it's a, this is this. sort of like one-sided yeah, um, sort of situation, which is I think a little bit how you describe how you felt then. Absolutely, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like this is so hypothetical. Yeah, because at that point, like we'd never we we never dated or anything like that. So it was, it was a, a purely hypothetical. Yeah, and we never talked. situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, at that point in your life, we weren't talking. Correct. When you were in the seminary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so what's hilarious from my perspective is that was like such an active choice for me to not be talking to you. Yeah. And um, so I was, you know, for you, that was like a passive thing. But for me, I was like, this is my choice. I'm specifically mm-hmm. giving you space so that you can make <laughs> this decision without me. And yet you're making that. the decision about me in some sense. Not like only, but like I was trying to specifically not be part of it at all. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. funny. And I was making you a part of it. Yeah. Can you read that verse, <laughs> David, about um, laying down our life? This is how I felt. Putting myself in this story. I was identifying with Jesus. Is that go. okay? Is that okay. flattering myself? <laughs> so no, here's the quote. John 10, 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my father. So I felt like um, this was so intentional like the space for you to discern your vocation without me being like part of the conversation at all um and i would i mean i was praying about that actively and we were like does when we were like 18 19 20 Mm -hmm. um but there was the website um 
and so I knew <laughs> your your website. My website. <laughs> yeah. Which I which had your blog on it, which is what I read. Which is what I was updating because there was yeah. no social media yet. And Well, so it <laughs> turns out yeah, that you, you it tracked every time someone signed every time someone looked at it well no not just anyone well yes okay so i got to count every day of like how many visitors have been to your site and those were my analytics that i was watching to see like are people interested in what i'm doing in music and what i'm writing right and so i would check that every day but if someone signed in and made like a username for themselves which i think you had to do you didn't have to do you could you could log in and if you didn't log out, then the next time and the time after that and the subsequent times that you visit the website. You're just always logged in. Yeah. Then whoever sees the back end of the website can see how many times that specific person <laughs> came to the website. And like could tell also when you were online. It was the original cookie tracker. Yeah, exactly. Back before. So you created a login. Is that right? I mean, I, I, I must have. <laughs> I don't really recall. <laughs> And so, not only was I, like, giving you space, but every time I would update my website, I could see that you had also been to my website. Yeah. And so, I was... <laughs> How do you say that when we're giving her Well, so, yeah, thank you for at least giving me that. Um, <laughs> so, anytime, I didn't, like want to start a paper or like respond to an email or something like that or do my homework in college. And like, of course you like do the little loop of, um, of sites to check. Right. And, and back then since, I mean, it was way different, right. Just the landscape of social media and stuff. So like one of them was, was yours. So like Uh every time I didn't want to start a paper, (laughs) I'd see if you updated your blog. (laughs) <laughs> so sometimes if I really didn't want to write that paper, which was every time I had to write one, <laughs> I'd check early and often. <laughs> so yeah, I like I I I looked at your looked at the stuff a lot. <laughs> had I known had I known it was tracking <laughs> that would have that would have been a mind game. I uh oof. yeah. So I, you know, I felt like I wasn't actually sure if it was working. I thought it might be a glitch that it said like <laughs> Matt faces on my website every day. So what you're saying is I looked at it so much, <laughs> you presumed it was broken. <laughs> that makes me feel great. <laughs> um, yeah. But why we share this and why, like, why I'm sharing this now. Because you want to embarrass yeah, me. Yeah, because I want to embarrass you. Um. Is because, you know, there's some some of that is so tragic. Like, here you are, like, trying to picture what your life would be like without me. And then I'm, like, writing for you every day. I mean, yeah, when you frame it like that. <laughs> it's so tragic. And, um... <clears throat> and so... What do you mean you were writing for him? Well, because, like... I knew that he was checking my website. So even though I wasn't contacting him oh, directly. Subconsciously? No. You knew he was no, reading. Con- yeah, not subconsciously. 
very directly. Oh, yeah, so you were like, hey, Matt, I know you're doing this. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean my, my messaging was subconscious. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Knew he was I wasn't like, this is for Matt. I know you see this. <laughs> Dear Matt. No, I would have... Pro- <laughs> I would have stopped. No, skip to the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because it's because like I saw his name on the website. I saw that he had, had visited the website again, and so I was. Or sometimes I'd be updating the website. It's like Matt Faze is currently on your website. It's like okay. And even though I felt like the Lord was telling me like not to reach out to Matt directly, I was still writing words that he presumably was going to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every day. And so, uh, <laughs> just when I had homework. So it's. <laughs> You went was, to Notre Dame. Yeah, it was every day. Okay. So, um, that, okay. But, what? <laughs> I'm losing it. What are we going to talk about now? Let's go general. <laughs> no, we got to stay in it until we pray. We should probably pray pretty soon. Yeah. Oof. All right. Here's, here's what, here's what, I'm going to turn it over to David in a second. Oh. David, um. There's a quote from Bishop Walk, Bishop Bill Walk, who is... Can you introduce Bishop Walk a little bit before yeah, David sure. reads his words? Um, bishop Bill is the uh, the Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee in Florida, and he's a, uh, a member of, of the Congregation of Holy Cross, my religious order. Um, so he was ordained a priest with us and um, had a number of assignments when he was pastor of one of our parishes in Texas. He was um, asked to become bishop, so um, he he accepted and and, uh, was ordained a bishop for Pensacola, Tallahassee. Um, And it's it's always tough for for CSCs when they become a bishop because, like as as a bishop, you're somewhat removed from the community. I mean, still Mm -hmm. a part of it, but um, but dispensed from a lot of the vows and stuff because he does he can't be obedient to our provincial as the bishop himself, right? Oh, so oh, yeah. there's some separation that happens. So there's some sadness there, but um, mm. but Bishop Bill's awesome. Um, so we're all excited for uh, for the church and for, for him and for the people of uh, that part of Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for Holy Cross. And for Holy Cross, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exciting for us. Yeah. And so when yeah, we were... got a draft pick. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving up. <laughs> When we um, when we were writing when God wrecks your romance, we reached out to some people to for endorsements, mm-hmm. and so uh, we contacted Bishop Bill, and I was I didn't know if he could give an endorsement because some bishops just have you know the policy like they don't endorse mm-hmm. anything of this nature unless it's like goes through the whole like imprimatur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, unless it's officially stamped by the Catholic Church, it's like, this is definitely church teaching. Mm-hmm. But our mm-hmm. book is, like, personal story. It's artistic. Yeah, it's it? not meant to be, like, a catechetical document. Poems. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and so I wasn't sure, but he gave us, I mean, some really glowing words, some mm-hmm. of which are in the book. Yeah. But um, I went back and looked at what he said, and I wanted David to read part of it. Only part. Sorry, I mean, I... Chopped it down to part of his words, and I was wondering if you could read that. All right. <coughs> so, here we go. We are not used to this level of sharing between two people who had romantic feelings towards each other, but did not act on them. Instead of disappointing us, we find ourselves cheering for them and for the vocations they have chosen. 
And we find that God was answering their prayers all along, just not in the way they originally intended. This is a reminder to us all that if we open our hearts to what God really wants for us, that is our ultimate happiness, then we will cooperate with God's will and truly be happy. Bishop William Walk. Or is it Wack? Walk. <laughs> Walk. CSC. Awesome. Um, so one of the reasons that we're able to share this openly, well, first of all, it's because I like talking about embarrassing things in public. And secondly, um, really of great importance is the permission from your religious community. Mm-hmm. Not just permission, though, like all that, all that, that word carries, you know, mm-hmm. for you. It's like their blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for somebody like Bishop Bill to just, to speak so um, encouragingly, you know, just means a lot. And it's like how we could do this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were a number of times throughout the whole process, um, whether it was like when we first started giving talks or when, especially when we were writing the book and when that was getting really close to being done. I had a number of my brothers in Holy Cross who I'd, I'd have to ask on the regular, like, hey, am I crazy with this? Or is this like too far? Or uh, And at each of those stages, um, their encouragement for me was uh, was really, really beautiful and, and what I needed to hear. So that was, uh, I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And, and for me as well, for David to not only be supportive, but to be... Um, an indispensable to play an indispensable role mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. us sharing our story, even like running this podcast, for instance, um, is like the determining factor, or one of the main determining factors of whether this is going to work. Yeah. Um, not only us being such cl- close friends, but then like sharing about that publicly. And so I want to ask David. Um, hi. I was wondering if you could speak to like what this is going to be a this is a hard question. You can say no if you want. Oh man. Um I got to run the the tech and I got to go deep at the same time. <laughs> I know. I If I, there's a glitch, we won't blame it. <laughs> this like, is what I wrote. I'll just uh, mute myself here. And, <laughs> what if I accidentally mute myself through the whole thing? <laughs> so we'll just like feel your heart talking. You we'll go. just put like some emojis and like, we'll put them in, in post. So this is what I wrote for the question. David, how has it impacted our vocation of marriage to share such a personal witness so publicly? Hmm. Say that one again. How has it impacted our vocation of marriage to share such a personal witness so publicly? Such a personal personal witness. Yeah. What personal witness are you talking about? The one in our book and the, the one particularly in our podcast. the story. I just want to clarify. <laughs> I thought because you could also be talking about just our marriage and the fact that you're you've been in public ministry and yeah, that's we've true. done some talking together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I what think does it's it mean? Pretty different now. Oh, cool! I got the split screen going. Oh, hey. So, what does essentially it's telling the story? Your story of you two mm-hmm. and what, how has that affected our marriage? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, because of the tension and the, the 
the, the challenges that are brought about by that, that tension, mm-hmm. um, you know, like sister said, stay in the ache. I think I've talked about this, um, when we did the book launch in Boston, mm-hmm. um, somebody asked like basically after all you guys did your talking I came up and they were like well what about you how do you feel about all this <laughs> I was kind of like uh and like the answer that I came to was that you know like no you know yes I mean, we've moved forward with it and we talked about it many times throughout the process of should we continue should we not um and um and there was a particular point where it became oh I'm kind of fading out where it became like emotionally very challenging for me, probably because like my head was down working on it so much that it was like just before we launched the book that I was like, it kind of hit me mm. about like um, the emotions that I had about, mm. you know, the past that you guys had, the, the the feelings about, you know, wanting to be together and married and then going separate ways and then now working together and sharing like intimate details. Um, so I got to a point where I realized that um, I realized that I didn't necessarily need to be completely comfortable to continue, um, to share it. So in, in some ways, um, well, in a lot of ways, I think that helped Amanda and me to grow closer together because, um, any, um, it really pushed like the, this, the strength of our marriage to its limits, you know, in, in, in one sense, mm-hmm. like I've never had yeah, this is getting kind of deep. We're in our, this is good. Keep going. We're man. in our house here. And, yeah. um, I never felt like a a sense of like, I guess, concern about like Amanda, like touring and stuff like this, mm-hmm. um, or like with all the people that she's with and things like that. But this presented like a situation where it was like, I don't know, it hit you know, deeper because of the past mm-hmm. and all of that. And of course, like if we had thought like, okay, this is like inappropriate or it's not good, then, then we should stop. But, but I also didn't feel that I felt, I mm-hmm. saw like good things about it. So yeah, it just kind of pushed it to the limits and that, and that caused us to, I guess, hold each other more closely. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you asked specifically to our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in if I think of any others um, to add, maybe as you're talking. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Okay, I'm about to cry and ruin my <laughs> mascara. So um, so we let's change stay the here. subject. We should stay here. <laughs> I think we've been here. And just, <laughs> just get it going. Maybe you said this in the other okay. podcast, but it was like, yeah. I had to trust. Mascara. I had to trust God with the thing that mattered most to me. And that was you. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You're not helping my mascara yeah. situation. Come on. Okay, but like okay. that hurts the most, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like letting go of of her in a mm-hmm. sense. Like I, I guess I just didn't feel it bef- before. Like maybe you would expect that I would. Like she's traveling the world and with all these people, and you know, and in public settings, she tells me stories about you know guys hitting on her and stuff and just things like that. Mm-hmm. But that stuff didn't really i don't know didn't really bother me mm-hmm. you know or, or hit me emotionally um you know at that point so a few years ago i went on a road trip <laughs> and i was going i was driving from 
I think it was like Portland to Tacoma. It was beautiful. It was in the in the autumn, and I was like going over the Columbia. What is it called? Columbia River, River. Gorge. Is that yeah, what it's Columbia River Gorge. Yeah, I saw like a bald eagle fly over. I was it's on the gorgeous. phone with my friend. She's like, "Yeah, Washington is welcoming you." I'm like, "This is amazing." The sun was shining. You know, the leaves were turning colors. And then in my heart, I felt these words. It wasn't an audible voice, but I just felt in the depths of my heart like the Lord was saying two words, stay home. And it just, it hit me so deeply. And I was just, I was so moved. And I called another friend on, on my drive and I, and, um, and I was like, hey, I, I hear these, I feel these words and I don't know what this means. Because obviously I was not home. I was on the road, traveling. And even at that time, I was traveling 15 days out of every month. So I'm like, is God asking me to like cancel my tours? What? And then I just, I just didn't know, but it was such a strong feeling. And those words were so distinct. So I got to Tacoma and I gave a house show where I like set up my keyboard and played music for my friend Diana and her friends. So she had like 20 to 30 people in her beautiful downtown studio overlooking the water and the mountains and it was beautiful and then there was just this point where I felt like I needed to speak to that word that was on my heart and I and I just started like crying like way crying and I was like I am gonna say yes right now to whatever the Lord is asking of me when he's saying stay home because I don't know what that means but it seems so clear mm-hmm. and so I just did that like in front of them in real time like okay and I just raised my hands. I'm like, okay, yes. Whatever you're asking, whatever this means, yes. And then I said, like, not dramatically at all. Like, if anyone ever asks you, have you ever seen someone die? You can say yes, because I just did to myself. <laughs> Super undramatically. Yeah. yeah. And then we all, like, sang and prayed and um, I sold some music and stuff at the end. And, <laughs> and, um... And that was in like 2018. Mm-hmm. So a year goes by. It's 2019. I still don't have like really an answer. Then the beginning of, of 2020 rolls around. Mm-hmm. And you and I were on a ministry tour together, mm-hmm. Matt, Father Matt. And we uh, we went back to Diana's yeah, place in Tacoma. in Tacoma. And I was going to give another house show. It had been a year and a half. Some of her friends, you know, still stayed in contact with me. And we all gathered again. And I was really praying about that stay home. I hadn't really told anybody about this message. It was just something like I was holding in my heart. And I and I stood in front of them and I'm like, okay, I, I've come to a conclusion. I think it means like stay home in the church, like do my music in the church, like just be there. And everyone's like, Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah that makes sense. That could that could work. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next day. <laughs> Tacoma shut down. Shut down. They locked down. <laughs> they locked down. Yeah, that was like one of the first breakouts in the United States. Right? It was. Yeah. It was the, of the spot. Old folks' home. Yeah, like in that area. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But they were like the hot spot, hot bed of the coronavirus, which we were we were still calling it Corona at the time. <laughs> We had no cute names for it. Corona beers, just yeah. to be like, oh yeah, this thing that's happening. But it was it was still like a joke because we didn't know, yeah, what was about to happen. And so that event, I just heard from somebody the other day who said, yeah, that that event is the last 
The last public the event. The last public event that I've been to. Your concert kicked off the virus. Woo! And, I mean, in the United don't States. blame us. And so, yeah. I'll take it. Ugh. It's on your blame over here. No, so, I, uh, I just had to laugh as all I heard about for the next month, two months, three months, what are we going on in a year, was a year. stay, stay home. home. Don't leave. Stay home. Wow. Wow, that was a heads up. Okay. so Just prepping you for it. Could we say a prayer of like dying to ourselves? Maybe like for somebody who's listening who's like, oh, I have something that I need to say yes to, but it's going to require me to say no to other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you could like lead, lead us through that. Lead us or I could lead us that. and then you could finish the prayer. How about we do that? Sure. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we come to you with open hearts to turn to you and ask that your will would be done in our lives. Pray for whoever is listening who has been thinking of surrender on some level, something that they're hanging on to that that you're asking them to give up, something that you're inviting them to that maybe they're afraid to step into or they they don't know how to step into, that they would have the courage, even in this moment, Lord, to surrender, to say yes to you. Give them the comfort to know that whatever they give up, for you, you're going to restore, replace, and give them, give them back a hundred times over. Lord, give us the hope to trust in your promise, uh, hope of a of resurrection to come through this death to self that we may be facing the trust in the resurrection that that it is through this death to ourselves this this giving up this privation uh, that great blessing and fullness will be reborn in Christ remind us O Lord that we have already died with you in the waters of baptism and we have risen with you in them that these little deaths you ask of us follow that same pattern of death and rising. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once when I was coming home from a retreat in Minnesota where I was leading the music, I I received this word. It was similar to that stay home as far as like the intensity of the the message in prayer, which is, I mean, I can kind of count on one hand the times it's been like that clear mm-hmm. for me. <clears throat> and so 
I was I was with the retreat leader who worked for the diocese, and she called up the vocations director, who is a young priest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was twenty one, and she's like, Father Craig, Amanda's got to tell you about her prayer experience this weekend. And I said to him, I'm like, Father Craig, I know my vocation, and you could just hear in his voice, like he's the vocations director. I thought he would be excited. He was like, Oh. <laughs> Really? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I got my vocation in prayer, like t- to marriage. He's like, okay, all right. You can tell he's like fumbling for words. He's like, um, see, the thing is, the, the challenging thing about marriage specifically is like, there are two people involved. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know who the person is. He's like, okay. Okay, okay do and- they know? <laughs> <laughs> you should probably check with them first. I'm like, no, no, Father Craig, like it's, no, like my boyfriend, like we're dating. He's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> right, check with him first. I don't, I was kind of expecting like a congratulations, but I'm just like, you know what? The next time I see you, then we'll talk. Because <laughs> I was going out there in a few months or something. <laughs> and that's when I flew home, David, to Michigan, and you picked me up from the airport. Remember the bitter end talk? Oh, yes, I do. Not talk of the bitter end, but... <laughs> talk to the bitter end. <laughs> we talked until the bitter exciting end. exciting and nervous times. Yeah. Um, and I remember you... Okay, so the bitter end was our favorite coffee shop in Grand Rapids because uh-huh. it's open 24 hours. And all the rest of the shops would always kick us out because we were there talking. Oh, and yeah. They're closing. Hard. They're sweeping. It's hard they're to flashing find a decent establishment that would stay open all in night. Grand Rapids, really. <laughs> And so <laughs> for coffee drinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so we um but we were gonna head to the bitter end because I arrived somewhat late in Grand Rapids. So I was still living at my parents. David was living at his parents at the time when he was in college. And um he had asked me before I left on this retreat, like, how are we gonna know if God is calling us to marriage? And he specifically said to me, as I recall, he's like, if God tells you first, tell me. So I had to tell him what I heard in prayer. Smooth. Yeah. We went back there recently to the to the bitter end. Do you have those? Do you have that yeah. video or? Well, first I have some pictures. Okay. Yeah. So this is a shot from inside. You can see it's like sort of warmly lit um, Ambiance, uh, type of place. Yeah. Or as a, a it's quote, so cozy. The quote from The Simpsons is like with a bunch of crazy crap on the walls, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Applebee's type style of decorations. But they're actually kind of interesting. This is a little (laughs) random, but like different random pieces of art. But yeah, it's really cozy. People are, seating is kind of close. Yeah, seating is close, but the the ceilings are so tall. So it's like a small space. In this picture, you can see the ceiling. It looks interesting. Um, It's like golden bronze ceiling tiles. Picture from outside the Bitter End Coffee House. So we hadn't, you hadn't been to to a cold place in like years yeah. when we finally went back to Michigan. Yeah, except and went for to the that one, End recently. You know, thing at the that when you did the Packers, but besides, that, yeah, but it was it was the fall time. It wasn't even winter. So this uh, is like the first time you went back. But you're coming from from, from Arizona, yeah. 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 So we, we were living been. in Arizona for a few years, and we went back to visit yeah, Michigan so. finally. And we went there, and it was you can see it's snowing here, and I hadn't been in snow in ages. And then there's a so, little so novel, and there's a little uh, video of it as well. Here we go. Hey, hey, we're here. The snow 
is out <laughs> at <laughs> the bitter end. Oh, there's a sign. Our, one of our favorite dating places. You said the snow is out. The snow is out, is like that, the sun. Is that like... <laughs> Is it's just not Midwest. Just not Midwest. <laughs> Snow is up. I think you it's lost snowing. your Midwest card somewhere. In... Oh, the word is it's snowing. <laughs> yeah. Snow is out. So I'm like, isn't this so nice, David? We're back here at oh, our old I stomping ground. The sun is the out. Sun is out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, the sun's out. And now the snow is out. Yeah. And I was like, is this so nice? We were reminiscing about the night when I told you that I thought God was calling us to get married. And thankfully, you said you agreed and then <laughs> later asked me to marry you officially. So then, and you're like, yeah, I could come back here maybe once every five years. This is great. Yeah, it was, I mean, I'm glad that we got, that wouldn't be my favorite time to pick to visit <laughs> Michigan. But I was really glad that we got to enjoy the snow because that's, you know, in that the cozy. Yeah. Drinking, I was glad. Like, I don't want to go back. Cocoa. Yeah. In another or four years. From inside oh, looking out in the snow. the coffee was so good. Oh, man. I might go back, you know, just for the coffee. Just for the coffee there. Yeah. Nice. But we could still enjoy it in the summertime. <laughs> and, it was, and there was this guy, Chester. Chester would always come oh, up yeah. to our table and he'd, he'd just stare at us and, like, look down at us and be like, hey. He worked there. He'd be like. We knew yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't just but some th- person that didn't there. Right. Change the fact that it was still strange. <laughs> but he'd come up and he'd be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he'd be looking down at us like, he was really, really he'd just tall. Look, he's looking down at us. He'd be like, hey. And he'd like put some like random thing on object. the table. He's like, object. here, discuss this. And then he'd go, he'd like, look at this. Yeah, yeah. It was like a cup, guys like a think, small cup. You guys ever think about this? Like, <laughs> it was okay. a good conversation uh, starter. Like, okay, I'm going to go now. And then we'd see him on the street randomly later too. But yeah, he was, it was really a joy to be with Chester. That's awesome. So speaking of specific, uh, specifics in vocation, as we started out our episode, yeah, you know, we talked about the tragedy of what we specifically have to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's the joy of specifically who and what we're called to love. Yeah. And um, man, we could, David and I could talk for hours and hours about the specifics of God's providence in our marriage. And um, I won't do that now, but I will say, uh, maybe David, you could read the verse from Luke about giving and uh, receiving. And then we could talk about some of the specifics uh, in your vocation. Yeah, sounds good. You know, on the comedy side. (laughs) So, give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will, in return, be measured out to you. Luke 6, verse 38. Mm -hmm. I love this verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, man, so very true. The measure with what you measure will be measured out for you. Yeah. I'm thinking about all the things you get to do because you're a priest. Yeah. Like confect the Eucharist. That's pretty awesome. I was thinking of Jamal being upset that I'm putting a bigger helping of food for myself. It's smaller <laughs> for him, uh-huh. especially around dessert time. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, what does that have to do with this? I don't yeah. know why. Because I, now you're the dad, so you get to eat a lot no, of dessert. No, because the measure... <laughs> And maybe he's like, hey, the measure that you use, you got to use on me. I don't know. Sorry, I'm a little off topic. No, that, I mean, so long as it applies to green beans and dessert. (laughs) 
I, yeah. He yeah. He's like, I don't even eat green beans. Yeah. <laughs> That's for the kids. <laughs> but yeah, no, the verse is more about, you know, what you do is coming back to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, well, yeah, and to give generously, right? Like, <laughs> to, to give and I look like shaken down. So, like, if it's a bushel of wheat, like, actually shake it so that you can, like, when you do that, more will, it'll settle and you can mm-hmm. put more in, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, not giving stingy, but like as much as you possibly ah, I could. I see. So, so it was connected. So <laughs> Jamal could say, look, if you give me a small dessert, you will be given small dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when he's taking care of us. <laughs> yeah. Next year. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. He's like bringing us this tiny little ice cream cup for dessert. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. I want more. Do you, do you have the picture of the... Mountain climbing. Oh, I got oh. it. Here we go. Can we see the mountaintop picture? Rah, Here's you. Rah, that was. Matt. I loved that. This is when you were a priest. Yeah, so I was a priest. Already. This, this was at my first assignment in Portland. Um, and that's on top of Mount Hood at the at the very the very peak of an active volcano. So that was pretty <laughs> awesome that I got to do that. So if it went off, you'd be. Oh, I'd have been toast for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're right I mean. Human toast. Yeah, human toast. Um, a little <laughs> bit of jam. But, I mean, obviously it wasn't going to erupt. But um, but up there you can smell like the sulfur and stuff. Wow. That's, that's Why wasn't up. it going to erupt? Well, I mean, scientists think it's got like, I mean, it will soon, <laughs> geologically speaking. <laughs> but mean, it's unlikely. Like, he wasn't planning like on it. Hundreds of thousands of years What from about the skydiving picture? Oh. Yes, I will go there. Although before we move on, I think it's cool that you can see the other mountaintops in the background. Yeah. Mm. Are those oh. ones lower, though? Or? No, so those are further away. So that's, um, I'm pretty sure that's looking out over Washington. So it's like oh. Mount Adams, I think. And, it's like three um, of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're all snow covered? Yeah, Saint, yeah. Saint, uh, Mount St. Helens. So you skied back down? Yeah, we hiked up with skis and then. On your back? On uh, Yeah, and then skied down. Oh, cool. That's awesome. All right, here's skydive. Number one, <laughs> given the so, thumbs up. So this, the, the first year I was at the parish. Um, in Portland. Or maybe it was the second year, but uh, for the school auction, mm-hmm. they were trying to think of new things in the, um, the the person who was running our auction was like, she she calls us up. It was, it was my second year at least because she was new. And and she says, uh, like, Father, Father John and Father Matt, like, would either of you be willing to go, like, have skydiving with with the fathers as an auction item so people can <laughs> bid on on this and then like go skydiving with you with you yeah. yeah and that was when i realized i was like wait hold on i can like put bucket list items into the school auction <laughs> and have school parents pay for me to like do bucket items and it's good for the school like, <laughs> yes win, win. Everyone is excited about this. Yeah, Father John had a different approach. He was less excited, but... Uh, <laughs> Here's the other picture where your arms are out. <laughs> <laughs> what about the waivers, signing all the waivers? Yeah, no, that's true. So, like, I was so excited about this beforehand. Um, we were going with a great family, so that that, that was really awesome, too. Um, they won the auction. They Yeah, they, okay. they, they won the, the bid. Um, so I was, I was all excited, but, like, when we finally got there, I'm still, still excited, still excited. And then as I'm filling out the waivers... It's like Paint it's like fifteen page. minutes of filling out a waiver. Some of you made that. Yeah, and it was all that. <laughs> like we still look, get your money. If you die, you can't sue us. If something happens, like it's not our fault. Like no matter what happens or goes wrong. And as I'm going through this, I'm like, oh, no. if maybe. we forget enough fuel for the plane, it's also not our exactly. fault. Yeah, I'm like, you know, this might not be a wise idea. <laughs> oh 
there you were. I don't yeah. know if I could do it. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> the ride up would be too nerve-wracking. Oh, it was, that was the best. So that's why I became a priest, so that you could go skydiving. <laughs> and go mountain climbing. So people would take you mountain climbing. That is not. <laughs> that that never once factored into my discernment in seminary. And yet, and yet, and yet, even though, of course, that wasn't even in your mind, right, of like what it would be like to be mm-hmm. a priest. Um, those are things that you would like aspire to do. Absolutely. Like things yeah. that you want to do that you're excited about doing. Yeah. I mean, cause like, so those things specifically wouldn't have been like, you weren't actively of, thinking yeah, about that. Discernment. But, but what certainly was like, I loved going up North and having the freedom, like on the weekends to just be out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I knew that like on the weekends as a priest, I can't just leave, <laughs> you know, um, so certainly that that sense of like how much will I get to be out and enjoy these mm-hmm. things, go hiking and um, camping and all these different pieces, mm-hmm. like that's really going to severely limit, you know, um, my opportunities for those things. So that was that was definitely something I was grappling with mm-hmm. um, in a different way, I suppose. Yeah, but. something that you were willing to say to say no to so that you could say yes to God's call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet to see like how many times you're in the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of wilderness Sur- pictures surprising of you of times. out there. Yeah. Um, well, they're the best pictures to take. Yeah. You love the like over your shoulder where you're looking well, away I don't know if camera. that's a true statement. Yeah, no. You have so many pictures where you're like looking off in the distance of like uh, the mountains. Pensive, pondering. Yeah. Yeah, looking yeah. out. Upon the vastness of God's wonder. Yeah. And just so when uh, I'm just thinking about like how we're called to die to ourselves and to Mm -hmm. say yes to God's call. And yet as we say yes to what God is calling us to, we receive so much joy, so so much happiness. Mm-hmm. As as mm-hmm. as Father, I mean, as as Bishop Bill so generously said about our story is like what we're pointing to and what we're trying to um, encourage people to ex- accept and uh, to celebrate with us mm-hmm. is that, as as he said, um, what God truly wants for us that is our ultimate happiness is it, is that's what we, we receive when we cooperate. With God's will, mm-hmm. and so um, in closing, I just I want to encourage anybody who's listening, um, whether it's right when we release this episode or years from now, my grandkids. I love talking to my grandkids. Um, that that when you are courageous to follow God's will, even when that calling, that vocation seems to be leading you away from things that you would aspire to, things that you would want, things that you would imagine for yourself and your happiness, that God is never outdone in generosity and that you will always receive so much more than than you can imagine um, when you follow him. And so in, in closing, David, I'm, I would like to turn it back to you one more time. There's a verse, but also I, w- I wanted you to speak to, you, you told me you listened to a podcast the other day and somebody was saying, a guest on this interview that you were listening to, he was saying that the choices he's making now, he knows he's going to regret someday on his deathbed. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. And you, you just had some thoughts. John. About it. Well, we don't have to say that. <laughs> but you. Uh, John. <laughs> yeah, it was really was shocking. Uh, 
What 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 about that was shocking to you? He and- seemed like very successful in a lot of areas of his life, starting these companies, podcaster and such. But um, he talking about like he's in the health you know area, and so he talked about his morning routine and this and that, and how he does things with his wife, and it seemed very thought out. Um, but then like the host asked like you know about not having kids and like, cause he like, they, you know, intentionally decided no kids. And he's saying like, you know, this is allows me to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, okay. At first I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And especially they're not particular, you know, into a particular religion or anything. So that kind of made sense. But, um, but then he's like, but then he's like, yeah, I know that like probably on my deathbed, I'll regret it. <laughs> He, like he Man. admits that, yeah, and he's like, but you know, but like now it's like it's it's worth it, kind of a thing. It's like a good thing, and like that it totally was not in alignment with all the other things that he talked about, like sort of being self aware and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the 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 mode of making decisions in other areas. Um, mm-hmm. That I I don't think I'd ever heard someone. Of course, you hear a lot of people, you know not wanting to have kids or have less kids because of the limitations and things like that. But they, they probably say like, Oh yeah, you know, that's, that's a good decision overall. But by saying that at the end of his life, he'd regret it. That's indicating that it was not a good decision. overall. Unless you're thinking of, you know, looking back on your life is not sort of like, um, one of the standards of whether your life is is a success. Maybe, Maybe he thinks that that's not a standard, mm-hmm. but then why would you regret it? I, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exactly. really make yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Right, and so I, it really struck me when you were commenting on that, David, that you were like, it, it just it seemed like it really um, resonated with you, like his that feeling that he was sharing, and you were like, how could it was almost like you could relate sort of with what he was saying. You're like, yeah, actually those things that he's saying are right where he's like, I have so much more time because I don't have kids. And David's like, yeah, I have no time. And he's like, I spend so much time with my wife. And David's like, yeah, sometimes we, we talk, you know? Um, I mean, we do talk, but we're often tired. So it's hard to get in conversations. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you why could we do podcasts so we can, yeah. So we can really talk about the deep things. <laughs> Let's make it our work to talk. <laughs> that we will have to. <laughs> and yet, um, where we have found so much happiness and joy that is um, that is deeper than even our current situations, um, and certainly more fulfilling than anything that we've given up, is when we seek God's will seek to say yes to God, even when that call is a sacrifice, especially when that call is a sacrifice. Um, and then it allows us to have that faith that, that someday we'll hear the Lord saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. it's We were maybe doing the opposite. Like we'll, we understand like, oh, it's a sacrifice to have kids now, but and at the yet, end of our life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We'll look back and say it's, and I think that's one of like the way I understand faith is, um, like I I trust that that's true. Like even when I don't feel like it, um, and like when being overwhelmed by the kids, I I'm like, 
you know, like, yeah, like not having the kids or having less kids or whatever, like would, would open up other opportunities or I could sleep more or whatever it is. Or, you know, um, but I like the faith, faith for me is just like believing, um, from what, what I've learned from other people, from scripture and from the church that, that this is good. And I trust that I will learn that over time and like experience the, um, the results of that over time. And so that, I think that's, um, I think that's a good definition of faith. Um, I know faith is kind of like confusing or it's like believe without understanding or like trusting but um but yeah so in part it's trust but then like moving forward with a particular action Mm -hmm. um so yeah can you read uh the closing verse from sirach please in whatever you do remember your last days and you will never sin sirach 6 verse 36 Amen. Okay, before I ruin my mascara again, because this is all like really deep in the heart, let's close. All right. Okay, bye. Thank you for watching and for being here with us. Hopefully it was uh, awkward for you too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And thank you specifically to those who support us and especially who uh, support as Amanda Vernon patrons. Mm-hmm. If you would like to become an Amanda Vernon patron or learn about the rewards that I'll send you, such as a new song every Sunday, you can visit amandavernon.com slash patron. And uh, I just also want to give a shout out to the Congregation of Holy Cross, Father Matt's religious order for their permission, their blessing, and their encouragement in this ministry. And if you want to join us, we're pretty great. What would they do to join you? Um, look at our vocations office. Like just vocations office, yeah. Holy Cross. Yeah, I'm blanking entirely right now, but David will be able to put up afterwards the yeah. vocations office. Aha, look at that. We'll fix yeah, the vocations. Post. Yeah, you could join. Pretty great. Maybe we could leave with a blessing. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.